Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Welcome. I, I think, I hope this is a podcast for you. This is Sleep With Me. The podcast that's here to help you fall asleep. We do with a bedtime story. Tonight's uh, trending Twitter Tuesdays. So we're going to do a bed... Oh no, it's rending Ritter Ruse Day. So we're going to do a story based on what's... Uh, on the front page of Reddit on my Reddit app. Or the, well, not my, the Reddit app that I use. But all you have to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. We're going to do the rest. What does the rest mean? Wait, what do you, what do you mean? Well, this is my first time here. Or I'm having a sleepover with someone that listens to this podcast. Or I'm listening, you know, lost a bet, i got to listen to this. But any of those things, the first time here, or any of those other things, Welcome. What I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain, whatever's racing through your brain, whatever's got, whatever's keeping you up at night. I'm going to distract you from that. I'm going to tell a story, and I'm going to try to make it as lulling and as comforting as possible. And it's going to have some meandering turns and some over-explanations and stuff, but you'll be able to listen to it. It'll be, you'll say, hey, this is interesting. I wonder where this guy's going with this. But here's the deal. Anytime you want to check out, stop listening to my story, fall asleep, you go right ahead. I'm your boyfriend. It's like one of those relationships that has been, you know, the Swedish Psychology Association has deemed this an unhealthy relationship. But they were also disbanded in 1976, so I don't know how they made a declaration about a future podcast, but not important. Despite that, uh, you know, banner, and they, you know, I wear one of those giant Swedish medals around my neck that says, uh, unhealthy purveyor of unhealthy relationships. I think that was in a tran, when I was in the trans, but I said, well, sir, we're going to, uh, we, we're rewarding you. You know, with this medal in honor of your encouragement of, you know, unhealthy. Anyway, disbanded association. I don't even know if they're ever, they could have been fictional. And I just ran across them in my jaunts into other universes. But here it is. I'm your boyfriend. Here's the pitch. Uh, you know, gen- gender neutral boyfriend. And I come over, I come over at night and I say, hey, you say, hey, are you snuggled in? I'm going to tell a story. I chat, I talk about, you know, inane stories. And I talk inane stories, long-winded. But ple- you say, well, he's a pleasant chap. And normally, especially when a British person says that, it's usually followed by a butt. And not a human, not a butt. Like behind, you're like, well, he's a pleasant chap, but he doesn't get his work done. That's what they'd say at work. Which would be true, is it? But in this case, it's just, well, he's a pleasant chap. Uh, not terribly interesting. Not terribly insightful, but but a tiny bit of both. And a matter of fact, I've been, ever since I've become bore friends with this character, I sleep better because I, I my mind's not racing. I just listen to him. He comes by. He says he's eating biscuits. I don't see anything in his hands, but that's great because it doesn't leave crumbs. And he's sipping at his tea, and I say, "What is that? Is that some sort of self-fulfilling uh, teacup?" And he just says, uh, "Teacup." Uh, and he, you know, he, I don't know how he does it. I don't even know, but but that's my boyfriend. Uh, so hopefully, I guess that's the, that's my enticement. Is uh, if this is your first time here, my proposal. Is to ask you out on a first date and see how it goes. Boyfriend date, which is basically, you know, it's not, you know, say, oh, well, let's do it Dutch. Or, you know, let's just meet and, and meet and then see how it goes. Or I want you to meet my friend, my a friend of mine. He's friends with um, Jerry, you know. They work together. Just we, no commitment. This This is, take all those things. And take away all the pressure. Those are supposed to be low-pressure situations. This is no pressure. Uh, for, for our first uh, first evening together, I'll just be checking. Not even a date isn't even a good appointment, I think. We, boy, boyfriends, 
what's loose, what's different than a date, like an appointment, but you kind of show up when, whenever. Like I'm on call, I guess. Yeah. So for our first evening together, I'm on call. You just start me up. You say okay, and you say, well, let's see how this goes. Will this put me to sleep? But give me a give me a first. Uh, you know, call me once. Call me twice, call me three times, and then don't call me. You know, say, you know, just, just that would be the closest thing to the real world. You just stop taking my calls. The good thing is I'm not making them. You you even make the call. You say, hey, call me by pressing play on this. Hey, come come doll me. Uh, doll me when the moon rises up above the stars. I am more boring than speeches about Jupiter and Mars. In other words, I'm lulling you. I don't know. I I was, uh, but anyway, that's what I'm your boyfriend. That's a shot. That's what we do here. I'm glad you're here. I hope I help you fall asleep. That's the main thing. This podcast does lull you to sleep with my chatterbox. But yeah. See how it goes. I try to distract you from what's running through your brain. We're on web www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Uh, Twitter at Dear Scooter. Facebook. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Uh, we got a couple new things in the works here uh, coming up. Uh, I don't know if it's exciting news because it's like, well, I'm just falling asleep here. I don't want to try to. Uh, a lot of people reach out and say, hey, I don't listen to the whole episode because I fall asleep so fast. And I miss you. That's what the, 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 the Lord of the Lord and the Lady said. And then a couple other people say, hey, me too. I fall. So I'm going to have a newsletter, uh, which you could sign up for. Uh, details that come. I, I, I've been doing some test issues. And it'll be a once a week newsletter with little, uh, real short Short and sweet, but things you might have missed in this week's podcast or bloopers. Uh, according to some listeners, I'm trying out Tiny Letter. I haven't figured out how to embed, like, a player into the letter. But, you know, she she just have links and say, oh, okay. And one of the things that was holding me off from that was trying to find a player I could embed in that, which didn't work. But I signed up for a SoundCloud, a SoundCloud plan. Uh, the Baroness, Bar- Baroness is like uh, responsible for that. So Baroness is uh, Baroness's feed. But I, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, the thing is that comes. That's like a, so. I'm not gonna change anything about the regular podcast. But if you miss stuff, just sign up for the newsletter. That also have links to the episode. So say something wacky happens. And you know, you can get the episodes there. Might some people might find it more convenient. I don't see you listen to the episodes in an email. I don't know if that works so hot. Should have links to iTunes and Android, and that's about it. I don't know. I'm gonna test different stuff out there. I'll be the shows will be in there. But you guys know I like to do something fun. So as I learn the ropes, that'll be a weekly thing. Friday, Saturday, it might come out. And give you a little summary of the weekend review. And you say, oh, you know, I'll have a little, say, well, I was asleep for that. I didn't know you won uh, Rainbot Entertainer of the Year. Wow. I should look it up and see if that's a real award. And if it is a real award, congratulate you. That that happened last episode, I think. Uh, So you can sign up for that. At some point, I'll have more details. Just, I guess that's a teaser. Teaser two is a, so the SoundCloud thing. I, I've heard from people, not a ton of you, but some of you say, hey, I like to skip the intros and get right into the, the boring stuff. You know, intros are one kind of boring stuff. The stories and imaginary stuff or the episode discussions, another type of boring stuff, just a different kind, kind of like, you know, a swamp. Versus a bog, I would say, maybe, maybe even, maybe something, maybe there's a better metaphor in there. So I am thinking that uh, I'm working on the workflow, how to do this without, you know, uh, that's sustainable. Both the newsletter, I said, well, let me think, let's try this newsletter out, see if we can get the workflow down. 
embedded player. I think we got it. And then the same thing with this is like this will take me a couple more weeks. Newsletter, that should be, you know, right away soon. Say, hey, I'll sign up for it. Sign up for it when you feel like it. You can read the old uh, issues and stuff like that. Sleep with me direct to your email inbox. The next thing is, so I'm going to try to use the SoundCloud to have episodes without any intro. Uh, it'll just be story, the story part only. Be be super disorienting. And it'll be then I'm like, well, what is this going to mean for people that just find it? Because then it'll be really disorienting. So I don't know what to think about it, but, but I know that's something some people want. And I'm not here to, you know, this is an experiment, so we can just test this out and see how it goes. But that's on the horizon real soon. That's coming. Uh, it's a, there's one, one part of the workflow of clipping it and then re-encoding it. i got to make sure that I can get that done like, uh, without, without without creating a ton of extra work, which I don't think it would do. And I won't, you know, if it creates a obscene, I'm not going to do anything to take away from what we're currently doing. But but it's like, okay, if I could do this and just for you guys, for those of you guys that want it, and it might be a good thing for those of you that like to listen all night, uh, to be honest. It's like, okay, well, you know, yeah, you some of you love the intros. Some of you, that's what puts you to sleep. So I'm not getting rid of the intros. And I said, well, I could cut, I could try to keep the intros short and sweet. And then I'm like, well, that's not, you know, some people like the intros. I, I, don't, I don't know if, I, I like doing them. And I feel like this is where we get to know each other. And a lot of you say, well, if we're going to get to know each other, I'm going to fall asleep. So, uh, boar friend. And I said, well, indubitably do, because that is the uh, nature of our relationship, my dears, or my sirs, or whatever my, 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 my little, uh, with sea monkeys or whatever you want to be called, my lulls, my stupor friends. Uh, so what was my, see, then I said, well, you need a newsletter because sometimes how many points did you, did you have a point? So at some point we'll be testing out, launching the episodes with no intro, just like the Napcast became. It's just, you turn it on, it's me talking, but not with a, with for new people. So that's my only concern is like I have new people find it. So maybe it'll be like a secret RSS for current listeners. But it's like, well, this could be fun too. Disorienting people can be fun. And then, you know, can you imagine having a live feed of people that are listening to the story without the intro? And it'll be marked explicit. Not so much that these podcasts are super explicit, but to protect people from exactly that thing. Like a nursing home full of nuns that have their nephews over for sleep overnight, and they just you know they just you know, shared a you know moment of uh, you know okay you can have one 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 hundredth of a cookie everybody oh there's this bedtime story podcast I heard about let's put it on, and then they hear something oh boy okay entire diocese of Milwaukee's protesting scooter now. Um, you know, James Dobson and Warren Tuttle or whatever called me in for a conference. They've declared me a, a, a heathen, anti-heathen or something. So, but that's in the future. So that's two, announcement two. Announcement three is T-shirts or T-shirts. I've been chatting with a couple people. Uh, buddy Cisco Bunny's been on the assist Scott and Jennifer, you know, they've been our long-term art supporters. But it came up at the, the main thing was at the meetup that it came up. I said, hey, come on, how about some T-shirts? So I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it through a third-party um, all-in-one thing. And it'll probably be two designs to start. So I want to hear from you guys. I have general ideas, but... uh uh, just, well, not, let's, let's just, just put it out there. T-shirts are coming probably June. Maybe, I don't know if I, I mean, the T-shirts are third, on, well, actually fourth, cause I, or fifth, because uh, I have the algorithmics got to get done. Outline in the next uh, serial uh, story to replace after the glass slipper and then that other stuff. So that that's all on the horizon. So coming soon to a boring podcast near you, that stuff. All right.
All right, everybody, uh, this is me again. I just took the screenshots for uh, uh, what was originally going to be trending Twitter to Rending Ritter Ruse Day. But uh, in an unprecedented, strange turn of events, uh, let me see if I can walk you through this. So what happened was it's Sunday right now. Uh, I think Saturday night I recorded Tuesday's intro. And then I had a big Saturday afternoon, evening. I was going to try to record a, a trending Tuesday episode and then a Thursday episode uh, was like a potpourri since we're in between stories. And and then I uh, say, so I'd already done Tuesday's episode. So I was like, All right, I'll do Thursday's intro and then Tuesday's episode and then take a break and do Thursday's episode, you know, my intros. And then as I did Thursday's intro, a story kind of idea, I was like, huh, that interests me. Like, just randomly came out of an accent that I came across. So then I said, let's get right into this, more or less. Like, uh, And I did the first part of the story, which you'll hear on Tuesday, which you probably already heard on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I guess you're hearing this, which you heard on Tuesday. And now I'm going to do the second part, which is it's a Thursday, which would, which would be a rending rediction. Uh, Tuesday we use a writer emergency pack, writer emergency cards, and now we're going to use a, a, a rending ritter. So I'm going to pick right back up where we left off here. I'm going to get the screenshots ready, and we'll be back with the rest of our tale. All right, so we got our got some screenshots of what's uh, on the front page of Reddit or whatever my Reddit app brings up. And uh, when we last left off our story, it was me, and I had run into this guy Pop at a store, his store. Well, I don't have actually proof that he owned the grocery store. He just said he did, I think. So he could have just worked there, which makes the story even strange. Well, yeah, probably he doesn't. He probably owned it. But then he said, "Yo, let's uh, take it. I got some candy downstairs, special candy. I think I think I'm remembering it differently than it happened. It seemed pervy at the time, but less pervy than saying, oh, I got some special candy downstairs. Let's go get it. But, uh, wow, that really sounds pervy. I didn't even realize the double entendre there. But he didn't say that. But we, he said, let's go down in the bay. <laughs> let's go down in the basement alone, the two of us. I'm going to lock the door. Well, there was somebody at the time that made a lot more sense because uh, I thought I could take him. And I said, well, I get a sense here that I should follow this man. And uh, I don't So I followed him to the basement. It ended up he wasn't. And I think I said some stuff that could have been misconstrued by him. So I was like, what, is he, what does he think? Is it? We get down in the basement. He tells me there's this candy war that just erupted. I forgot to ask him if it was a global one, but it, a candy war broken out and then he said something like the candy police were after him and we needed to run then we ran we ended up in a cave system found a fake dragon guys were chasing us we took it we took out the guy we took out the guys that were chasing us and that's where we last left off i would say and we were trying to decide whether to go up the dragon or and see what's up there or down into the bowels of the earth because we couldn't go back the way we came, because clearly there was, you know, dudes in pursuit. So we were sitting there, and then after my head had cleared, I said, you know, Pop, I think we should climb the dragon. Because, you know, someone's been, I said, this is mysterious. And I said, unless this is you, I said, well, you running this dragon thing? Come on. I said, are you behind this uh, steampunk dragon? He said, no. And I said, well, that's a whole nother story then, the mystery. Of, I said, well, that'd be a whole nother story then, the mystery of Pop's basement. But I said, let's climb this dragon. And so we climbed the neck of the dragon, you know, up the neck. And of course, like, uh, you know, I'd never worked in theater. I've been to theaters. I'm talking about the theater of the stage. But I know, like, a lot of ways to deceive the audience, to to suspend, the, you know, add to the show. It's used, like, black material, or black paint, because you say at a distance, you're not going to be able to tell. And at a distance, couldn't tell that the, the, the fur far part is dragon's neck. And I said, well, Bob, you think this is a dragon or a serpent? 
And he said, good question. I said, yeah, because this is a pretty long neck. And I said, well, I guess it doesn't matter anyway. And he said, yeah, but it, it, it had material around it. You know, they couldn't see it at a distance. You just thought this was a dragon head coming out of some unknown area. And so we, I started ripping at the fabric. I said, Pop, you're not going to fall off this dragon neck, are you? He said, Pop, no. And then I ripped it free, and then I climbed. I wriggled, wriggled through it. I said, Pop, stay here. I don't want you wriggling. So said, once you hit like 55, 60, you probably, your wriggling days are over. Unless you're like Rob Wriggle or one of the, you know, a ri- actual wriggle. And Pop didn't get it. I said, that's a, those are the jokes I tell Pop. That's how they, that's how smooth they are. And I said, narrow bandwidth. That's what they say, narrow bandwidth humor. And he didn't get it. And I said, that's not really a joke either. But I wriggled through and I came through. And, you know, as you'd expect, if you were in the uh, pyrotechnic, you know, Bay Area, we're lucky to have burn. I've never been to Burning Man. But the the people that build stuff for Burning Man, sometimes they put on shows. And, you know, the steampunk, uh, metal, fire-breathing punk community uh, where you're likely to find a fire-breathing dragon or apparatus made of metal. Uh, I don't know. You say, okay, this is the kind of workspace I'd expect. It had very clean... It, had, it was tapped into actual natural gas main, but it went through some sort of uh, regulator. And I said, wow, these people, you know, they didn't want a gas leak. Probably auto shut off. I, I don't know. I'm not a, you know, and I, but anyway, I said, well, let me rip off some of this material, more material, get popped through here. And he came through and he, he said, wow. He was, and I said, where the hell do you think we are? And he started pointing, and he said, a couple of blocks down from my store. And then I said, Shh, I hear something. I heard a couple of people talking. And they seemed to be young men. They were arguing. I said, well, one guy said, oh, look what we have here, the genius behind Ryan Gosling. Won't, uh, the genius behind Ryan Gosling won't eat his cereal. And then I heard, then I heard the person start like it was like they were trying to be tough, and all of a sudden they're like, "You lost this battle with cancer today." And then the person was, I said, "Let's get Ryan Gosling to eat a bowl of cereal in his honor." And I said, "That sounds like someone's having a tea party with dolls up there, but it's an adult male." And Pop said, "I'll take your word for it. You have a lot of tea parties as an adult male." And I said, "Uh." No, but we like sim- without tea. We have a party. Well, we we have a, yeah, we have parties, not tea parties. And I said, so I said, okay. And I started. And I said, I realized uh, there was like at the back back side there was a little door, and I was listening. and I could hear the person still arguing. And I said, come on, Pop, get closer. And he was. It, it was clearly. Someone making monologue to stuffed animals. You know, clear as day. You can hear that. You say, uh, it's a particular kind of nonsense a person speaks when they're talking. It's a, uh, another thing, fluffy ears. You know, you need to start pulling your weight around here. You know, I'm tired of you losing buttons. I'm tired, you know, that kind of stuff. And I said, this guy, and he was all over the emotional roadmap if there is one to be had. But I said, Pop, you recognize? He said, oh, yeah, that's Larry. And I said, Larry who? He said, uh, uh, he said he's the guy who cleans up the church down the street. And I said, does he live at the church? And he said, possibly. I don't know. I don't, I don't practice that faith. And I said, how do you know who is he? He said, he's a rival mopper. And he goes, easy. And I said, oh, boy. And I, I said, okay. And I said, I'm going through this door. And I bust through the door, and we're in some sort of. Uh, I, I bust through the door, and we're in some sort of pit full with used clothes, and uh, there's a shoot. And I say we're in some sort of clothes donation collection area, and I say I wriggle my way up again with the wriggling I know, and then I start pulling clothes. I dig out a hole for the door. And I say, man, what a brilliant place to hide a trap door under these. Uh, Use clothes. I said, these must be the clothes 
And I said, the donators don't want to go through. I said, I don't know. But anyway, we pop comes out and we rebury the door. And I say, can you lock the door behind you? Pop says, of course I can. And he locks it. I said, well, that'll, that'll be helpful. Good thing it wasn't locked. And then I see a giant claw above us. And then I say, what? And then it was like we were inside of a, a closed claw machine, like one of those present toy machines. And I said, no wonder they don't get these claws at the bottom. Those claws, like if that's anything like the game, I must drop them. But I jumped up and I grabbed the claw and I swung to where I would drop the presents. I slid down. It was a fun little slide and boom, punched punched out like a little door. And I came out to this room, which was like a, a, a closed sorting room. But one of the tables had been made into the floor. And on the top of the table was a tea party of uh, stuffed animals and a man uh, having a a tea party with the stuffed animals. And, of course, he was stunned. And I said, he had had someone else dressed as a Mad Hatter. I said, why wouldn't you be the Mad Hatter? And he said, what are you doing here? And he went to grab an actual teapot as a weapon. I thought it was a weapon, so I hit his hand uh, with my broom, you know, to dissuade him. Or I guess not my broom handle. And uh, don't worry, I still had the uh, the mop head on my shoulder. I didn't lose that. And he said, ow, oh, ow, and he was right. I see you shit. And I said, do the injured hand dance, man. Sorry. It was, it was just stay calm. And I said, how long have you been in here? And then Pop comes out. He says, Pop. And he says, Larry. And I said, can you guys just hold off your rivalry? Over? I do not have time to deal with two grown men who, uh, you know, argue about mopping. It's not not in the time or the place. And the doc said, or pop, pop, not doc. I said, he said, well, when would be a good time to do it? I said, well, but one day we'll hold a debate with you and Larry. I, I, I make you that promise, uh, considering all we've been through. If we get through all this to the other side, and there's some, my life returns to some semblance of normalcy, which is abnormal, uh, but but less abnormal than this. You you and Larry, I'll schedule a debate the next time I'm in town, which will be like five ways to no fucking way in hell I'll be back here. But I say, hey, Larry, how long have you been processing, pretending to process clothes and having a tea party? And he has this guilty look on his face. I say, you're supposed to be mopping or processing clothes, right? And he said, possibly, but he said, I believe more in a performance-based, you know, I said, are you paid an hourly wage? He said, yeah, but I accomplish, you know, my work goals based on, you know, work efficiency model. You know, I don't have to work 40 hours to get 40 hours of work done. And I said, I said, I actually will be in town for this debate against this guy, uh, Pop. I said, I think that's faulty logic, but again, I don't have time to analyze you. And I said, how old do I look? And he said, I, I, he said, huh? He goes, I can't tell. And I said, right? I said, do you think I'm your age? He said, yeah. I said, everybody thinks I'm close to their age, no matter what age they are. Isn't that weird? And he said, even little kids, I say, well, they know, you know, they say, well, geez, you act like you're my age. And I, I said, see, I said, ask your stuffed animals in your mind. And he said, yep, they all think you're the same age as them. And I said, not the same, you know, within a, less than a decade, though, which is weird. And I said, now that I've confused you, Larry, I said, are you aware there's some sort of uh, candy-based war that's broken out uh, uh, on the surface world? And he said, no, but I tasted some cocoa liqueur or whatever the hell you call it, some chocolate. He goes, yeah, and it's stunk of chocolate about uh, 45 minutes to an hour ago. And I said, I was hoping that Pop's insane and this isn't the case. But he said, you just been down here? He goes, yeah. I go, okay, well, we got to go to the surface. I go, where are we? He said, the church's sub-basement. I said, this is, what the hell's with these basements? And I said, you think it's a good idea to keep all those clothes at the bottom uh, of the basement? You know, don't take, and he goes, yeah, those are our mildew clothes. He goes, yeah, and then we try to get the clothes, donated clothes out right away. He goes, yeah, but that's like a humidifier, natural humidifier. 
And I said, you've never been, I said, you, they, you're not allowed to go in there, huh? He said, no, we use a, you know, because he goes, you know, when, uh, this is the most salient point Larry ever made to me. He said, you know, when you're, uh, leave a sponge out too long and uh wet sponge and it takes on that smell, you can't get it off your hands once you do it. And he says, same thing with those clothes. So that's why I use the claw. And I said, he says, as a matter of fact, and I say, yeah, I can smell myself now. Luckily, it's mixed with chocolate, mildew and chocolate must. The musk of uh, adventurers, Larry. And I said, you're now part of our, our team, our quest. I said, come on, let's get out of the sub-basement, into the basement, and then, you know, up to the the ground floor, ideally, but somewhere we can snoop. And so I followed Larry to the, we, we went up, you know, up some stairs, which basement, and I said, this is a carpeted, I said, this is more church-like, carpeted stairs, handrail. I said, I'm like a strange, and I said, and then the pop said, my basement's not that bad. I said, you're right. And he goes, you know, I got him rocking those bean bags. And I said, this isn't the time, pop, stick with me. And Larry said, you mind if I ask you, is that a mop head on your shoulder? And I said, it is, and no, no, no mop debating. He goes, that's got to be incredibly uncomfortable and damp. I said, yeah, yeah, but, you know, I said, it's like an epaulette. Are those what they're called? I said, this is, you know, I feel a little bit like it's, you know, a carcass of an animal showing. And he said, it just looks weird. And I said, well, I told Pop I wouldn't lose it, so, you know, and I don't like to carry it. I said, it's incredibly unbalanced with a, a damp mop head and trying to use, you know, have the mop shaft to your mop, you know, be able to use it in a proper manner. And Larry giggled a bit, and I said, yeah, hilarious, Larry. You obviously don't date. Maybe you and Pop should uh, cure your loneliness together. And he said, that wasn't nice. Uh, but then we came out of the basement into some sort of administrative hallway area. And I said, guys, let's crawl. And I said, why? I said, uh, precaution. So we crawled, and we crawled into, like, one of those uh, hallways you find in an administrative area where it has the hallway where it's a hall on one side and then windows on the other side. But it was a perfect area for crawling. This was for a uh, heater register or something or, you know, so you could crawl about and be unseen. I said, you guys stay down here. And I peeked up. And I had a view from the, you know, across the church parking lot to the town, the main street of the town we were in, which was at this point anywhere U.S. anywhere USA near uh, Coco Liqueur or Coco Lick or whatever the hell it is, market, you know, a manufacturing plant or processing plant, USA or another country. But I, I was traveling in the U.S., so I was in the U.S., anywhere with all that other stuff, and a, a steampunk dragon head. It was a strange cave system, probably man-made, uh, a full-out shelter in the basement of an old grocery store or oldish grocery store. One resident named Pop, well, nicknamed Pop, and then a re- anywhere, anywhere U.S.A., and I look out, and I see uh, no traffic. And I said, well, this is a town. And I said, I looked across. And I said, okay, human eye detects movement, Larry. Uh, now's not the time to pick your nose and eat it. And he said, I wasn't, I, he said, I was just thinking about it. And I said, it was gross. And I said, I'm trying to focus, okay? So I took a breath. I said, maybe if you breathe, it'll be easier to focus. And I saw to the right, I saw some movement. It was uh, trucks. Uh, it was military trucks, not, uh, you know, but not as uh, inefficient as military. I said, well, this looks like uh, some sort of uh, lighter but stronger reinforced military truck, like a private military truck. And Pop said, uh, and I said, okay, well, and then, uh I said, and they started coming, and they were paved brilliantly, I guess. They were colored the color of asphalt or brownish gray. And I said, oh, geez, I said, oh, that was, uh, that's pretty smart, uh, you know. And then as it went up, it, they were speculating, you know, when it was, I said, well, somebody really thought this out, uh, but the movement gave it away. 
in the fact that I was looking for movement on top of it. And I said, Jesus, and I said, oh, these are like some sort of, I said, made out they were like troop trucks or transports, I guess you'd say. Uh, and I said, I wonder what, what they're transporting troops. I said, Pop, Pop what, why would they have troops? And he said, they're, they're looking for me. So they're looking for you, Pop, and possibly me, shirtless, smeared in dirt and pretending to be a wizard. And I said, Larry, does this, is, this, uh, is this a Catholic church? He said, it is. I said, does it have a school? He said, it does. I said, does it have a, a, a fundraisers from time to time? He, he said, it does. does it ha-? I said, does it have a room in this administrative area? Is this administrative area? He said, it is. I said, wow. I said, do they have a room where they put all the leftover crap from fundraisers? And they say, well, we'll get to this for the next you know, or a drawer, and he said it does. He goes, he goes. I call it the magic drawer. And I said, well, I, I would too. I said, well, I'm, I'm remembering twenty uh, seven sees candy fundraisers, temporary. I said, show me that magic drawer. Uh, so we crawled our way back to the drawer, like into an office. It was like four offices down. And it was, it was actually, it was, wasn't just, it was one of those giant drawers, you know, and the ones that are made for like a file cabinet drawer made for those big ass files. But instead it was filled with tchotchkes and keychains and tickets for different kinds of pizza that expired, uh, booklets for, and I said, wow, this is, you know, spider rings, uh, you know, stuff that people were like, well, my kid's going to complain. I'll bring them, you know, the stuff they didn't bring, uh, you know, pencils, uh, seasonal pencils mostly. And people were like, well, I get some Easter pencils, and then they don't remember until after Easter. But, but as I dug through with my hands, you know, thinking how lucky Larry was to have a job, where he could have tea parties and go through the magic. But I said, well, so, saying Larry's lucky. Is it? But then I found what I was looking for. Like striking a vein of gold, I struck a vein of seized temporary tattoos, 20-odd something. And just like a kid, after finding a ton of temporary tattoos under their bed, I did what anyone would do. And I said, guys, I'm a gambling man. I'm gambling those trucks out there, seized candy. Yeah, Whitman sampler trucks would be more forest-based uh, camouflage, you know, because it's a corporate synergy. They want to maintain their brand even at wartime. And I said, I said, I'm going out there. And I started to cover myself and see temporary tattoos. I said, uh, as uncomfortable as this makes me, Larry and uh, Pop, please lick some tattoos and put them on me. You know, only... Yeah, I guess there's no way it would become... And then we started to cover my body with temporary cease tattoos. And I thought of the jokes about how the temporary tattoos might have LSD or, you know, they were recalled due to, you know... But but I said, well, you know, I'm a gambling man. I said, I'm a gambling man, boys. I'm going to go out there. And I said, Larry, is this a mop... Broom, broom handle, the key to undoing all this, as I've started to suspect it is. And he said it is. And I said, is this mop head, uh, you know, just, just a symbol of a unity between a mop handle and head? And something you have some sort of a fit. And he said, it's the part I talk to. I said, well, uh, I'm taking the broom mop with me. I said, I want you guys to go back, and uh, I said, well, I don't know where you would hide because the clothes, those guys are probably going to come through there. I said, Larry, you probably got some hiding space, right? And he said, I, I, I have more. And I said, okay, well, you guys hide, and I'm going to try to resolve this candy war the only way I know how, covered in and So I said, bye, and I walked out of the church. And the trucks were still rolling down the street, and I lifted my fingers to my lips to make one of those finger whistles that's really loud. And I realized I couldn't do it. And uh, I said, I said, I started chanting, seize, 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 and then uh, run around. And I'd grabbed one of those stress balls. It was a soccer ball. And then I was singing, like, ole, 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 seize candy, ole, 
and I start running around the trucks. And finally, the truck, they said, what the hell is going on here? And I said, I, I, the truck stopped and the door opened. I lied prostrate. And then I was still saying, olay, 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 olay. And I said, Viva Seas, our liberators have arrived. Of course, I was looking for shirt sleeves. I didn't see them. I, I didn't see them. Uh, but the soldiers, they seemed to think it was hilarious. And uh, they said, who, who the hell are you? I said, I'm malaria. I work at the church. I've been waiting for you guys to come and uh, take out uh, or protect. I've been waiting for you guys. Seize, seize, seize the candy. And I said, you get that one? And so I said, I couldn't tell if the soldiers were laughing with me or again, you know. And they said, well, do you, do you, don't you listen to the radio or the TV? You were supposed to evacuate to a, uh, you know, a center. There was a uh, reactor leak. And I said, I know all about the secret history of Whitman's in the seas. They said, he said this guy, this official looking guy, I said, he said, oh, really? And I said, yeah, it's like, you. oh, I said, oh, no, that's the Hatfields and the McCoys. My grandfather said, you guys are just like that. And they said, "Well, you didn't, uh, you, you didn't uh, get the, the, you know, how come you didn't get cocoa poisoning?" And I said, "I said I was having a tea party and uh, with with my stuffed animals downstairs in the basement." And I said, "I'm here to help you guys with whatever you need." I said, "Is this like where the final battle is taking place before you and Whit Whitman's?" And he said, as a matter of fact, it is. And I said, well, how, how big a battle is it? I said, how, how much of the nation is under siege? And he said, just this town. And I said, we're, we're at the forefront of the candy war. And he said, well, it's just this town. He goes, it's not nationwide or anything. I said, oh, I thought, I said, I thought you guys were liberating all of us. And I said, in a sense, you are my candy here, candied, candied men. And I just started, I said, can I join your forces? And they said, absolutely not. And I said, well, what's the mission here? We're here to, you're here to accomplish. And then they said, follow orders. I said, you guys are great soldiers. Wow. And I said, these are real weapons, right? This is a real war. Candy's only either the cause of it or what's at stake. And, I, and they said, and then all of a sudden I heard a, and a missile comes streaking from the sky. Boom, hits the last truck in the row, blows up. And the guys, they start to, they say, duck and cover. And I'm like, that's cheating. I'm a 18-year-old soccer referee, and this shit pisses me off so much. And they say, but women's are doing an airstrike. And I say, and then I see a couple drones circling, and I say, oh boy, weaponized drones. This candy, and they said they're they're smaller than the drones you see, like the 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 Raptors, whatever they're called, but bigger than the drones you could buy at a store. Obviously, you shoot a missile, but they were quadcopter style. Which would make, I don't know, I don't know anything about aeronautics. So I said, and then the guys, they were running there. They're saying, pull out the, you know, something airstrike or, or uh, surface to air. And then I was out chanting, chanting in the parking lot, see, 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 sees. And then part of me is like, dude, you're going to get uh, hit with the uh, the thing. Uh, so, so I was like, oh, I'm going to be in trouble. I need to just do some self-preservation. And then the guys, they were getting ready, a couple of guys, they were setting up some sort of surface air missile. And the other guys, they were, they, they were, uh, uh, other guys, they were ducking cover, right, underneath the trucks. But I said, well, didn't that truck get blown up? What kind of soldiers are you? And then they said, shh, it's a warning strike. And I said, what do you mean, warning strike? And then, and then, boom, it hits the next truck, which they weren't under. And I said, "That's uh, was there." And I said, I said what, "What was the warning about? Uh, don't hide into the last two trucks." And I said, "I got this, boys. I got this." And I ran to the front, 
And I said, don't set up the missiles as a war double warning means um, they're going to shoot at you guys next. And they say, we're under orders. And I say, not on my authority. And I go, boom. I hit the uh, thing into the ground. And I go to the head of the trucks and I stand. And I say, Whitman's, Whitman's, I call for peace on behalf of the... Uh, my, on behalf of all my people, the people of the seas, is the, is the leader of the sea. And then there's some guy tried to get up, and he said, oh, no, no. And then the machine gun fire started shooting from a drone. And I, I said, uh, he said I, I declare, you know, we're, we're looking for peace. And I, boop, boop, I put my staff in the ground again. And then he sends some guy to run and get me. And I see him coming, I smash him in the shins with the uh, thing. And he's like, ah, ah, and I said, I guess that's not ballistic. Uh, and I said, just walk it off, man. And then the, the stuff started, uh, machine gun fire warning them to stay away from me. And I said, that's right, Whitman. I know, much like the uh, crafty eyes of Walt Whitman, you recognize this uh Staff in my hands. It is the staff that holds the key to everything. And I was like, I don't know exactly. No, was it? And then the drone started circling. I said, I demand an audience. And they said, Who? Who? On what authority? And I said, On the, on the ultimate authority. And they said, I said, Well, like. Uh, and I said, I'm undermounting pressure from the IRS and the Justice Department to say they'll no longer use the law designed to go after drug dealers and terrorists to seize, seize, to seize the bank accounts of small business owners who are not suspected of criminal activity. And it was dead silence. And then I said, I'm also here on behalf of 25,000 Mexican fishermen who also sued BP over the environmental disasters. And I, and I said, and I demand an audience with the seas as well, a Tea Party audience. And then the, the, the machine gun shot at my feet. And I said, is that thing got a loudspeaker? And then I saw, like, tearing across the parking lot was this uh, very fast car, and it skidded out facing me, a door open, shirt sleeves, steps out of the car. And uh, this time, he he looks, like, irritated, like he probably, I was like, he's probably, he's got something up his sleeve. And uh, he walks up to me, and I see his hand, so I say, well, he's probably got something. I said, like, his windows were tinted. I said, he's probably got a... And then I look down, I see those beads, uh, um, you say, and I say, I say, hey, I say, hey, what's up, man? And he said, you're the same fool that messed with me back at the dragon. And I say, I wasn't a dra real dragon. I said, I said, do you think it was a serpent or a dragon? And then he actually, I caught him off guard, he said it was. And I said, because, and then I started walking towards him, and I said, uh, and I said, well, I think I've seen this work in a movie. Get your bodies between the, you know, the... And I said, and I was watching out of the corner of my eye. I said, well, it was because I'm all good at why. And I said, because it was like a... I said, I, that was my first time encountering it. And uh, I said, because I, I was thinking. And I could tell he, he was like, he was a thinker. He was like, uh, yeah, it was that. And then I just got, I noticed the dots had I'd gotten close enough to him that the, uh, the dots had disappeared on me. They must have been on his back. I said, one more question. I said, who keeps track if your surgery goes well or fails? And he said, what surgery? And then I took the, uh, this is mean, I guess, but self-defense, I took the uh, uh, broom, broom and I went up between his legs, right in, in that real, really hard. And I said, but I said, I've always wanted to be in an action movie and say, uh, you know, that surgery. And then he crumbled to the ground and I crumbled and uh, did, did, did a crumble move. I was trying to do some sort of reverse roll. But I said, I guess the only thing I can do is make up lines from an action movie, not actually do any action. Uh, so, so then I just got back up. He was still down. I said, I said, hold your fighter, gentlemen. Everyone hold your fire. You don't want to damage uh, what's in this staff or broom handle 
or, you know, weapon at this point. And I, well, I won't probably get another chance to use it in such a cool, and I looked at the seas guys. And I said, did you guys seize that? <laughs> at that time I was laughing. No one else was, the soldiers, I guess they're serious. And I said, I said, I said, everyone stand down. You know, this is the most important staff, uh, you know, in the history of broom handles. Improv is a staff. And I said, I hope these drones, someone, if I know the hackers of the world, they've hacked into these cameras live and we're broadcasting live across the world. And so hopefully, you know, this isn't, people don't think this is a movie because this is real life. I'm in anywhere USA. Uh, you know, battleground of the candy wars, or a candy war, or just candy skirmish. But it'd be better if it was the candy wars. I think maybe this is it's been subterranean since then. That's right, boys. Powers that be, you heard me say it's subterranean. And I said, you know, there's a lot of uh, turmoil in the world right now. It's like, explain to me like it's five how bad would the damage be if an earthquake with a Madigan to the one that just hit Paul, hit New York? You know, everyone that may be streaming this over their internet or just the, just the uh, megalomaniac uh, omnivores or whatever the hell you, what do you call that kind of government you guys have now? Whatever it is, you know, I, 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 uh, I think, what will you guys stop at if you're just fighting this town? Over overdosing people on cocoa, striking at uh, company-owned trucks and company-owned plants. So I say, well, those are insured, and we need to uh, secure this. You're fighting for what's under this town. I know it now. And then I noticed that corner of my brave soldier had been broken free and was running at me with a, with handcuffs or something. I said, and I said, I said, and then I did a turn to him as he was about five feet away. I said, uh, I said, hey, buddy, ask me anything request. George R. Martin. And, he, and I said, you, you kind of look like a crow. And then he says that. And I said, uh, and I held up my thing like a, a, a broom handle, like it was a weapon. And then he dodged it. But then one of the drones took him out. I said, okay. I said, see, so we're at a standoff here. And maybe you soldiers didn't get the message. The Seas Command doesn't have drones. And uh, I said, I said, shirt sleeves. Are you? Are you? How high up are you? Are the you're a Seas guy, right? I said, you see all these Seas temporary tattoos. These weren't recalled for anything, right? I said, because I'm feeling lightheaded, but I got a lot going on, so maybe that's why. And I, I, I said, I said, and he pointed to the dash cam on his car, and I said, okay. So you guys are communicating from afar with me, watching me from afar, from some paradise where uh, corporate... I said, is this a corporate raid? I said, are you, you think you guys are corporate raiders or w w what's going on? And I said, what, what the hell? You guys are supposed to be purveyors of candy. It's like saying to current or former sex w workers, what's your opinion of your customers? And I'm serious here. What do you think they would say? Well, no one gets hurt when people make candy. So it's a totally different metaphor. And you should have a high opinion of your customers. So, yeah, I'm trying to shame you guys to buy time till I figure out what's in the staff. And I said, I go, I go, but wait a second, it's all coming together now that I, I asked the question out loud. And I know the staff is the key to, to what you're after, what all you're after, what you're fighting for. Would you say, well, we'll risk the bat. And you say, might say, well, we're streaming this just back to the corporate headquarters on an encrypted line. I know that's what you're saying to yourselves. You're the CEO of a corporation. You obviously know nothing about technology. And I'm telling you right now, both your streams were like, just take a look at your phone. Uh, you know, people could be listening in on your phones. I don't know what, what, how, how deep this conspiracy goes, but didn't you know researchers have found a huge number of Android apps that connect to the user's tracking data and ad sites without the user's knowledge? And I said, that's just stuff on a phone. These feeds from your drones, which are awesome, by the way, uh, 
uh, Whitman, great sampler of uh, the devious uh, how deep your candy companies will go to take out your rival. I didn't even realize you guys were rivals. A lot of questions here, uh, but, but maybe I took a blow to my head. But pe- people around the world are watching this, or at least they're downloading to some server. And maybe they'll just, just uh, well, actually, let me wipe my, and I tried to wipe my, my so anybody got a napkin? And they're all looking, and they started licking my hand and my face, and luckily his shirt sleeves was still down. And I said, I really wish you, and he had long shirt tails. I said, sorry, this is a little uncomfortable. And I started wiping my face off on, on shirt, his shirt tails. And I said, look at my face, uh, world, hopefully, hackers of the world, you know, who fight for full disclosure, embarrassing stuff, funny stuff, uh, whatever, you know, say, hey, this is interesting. Why is C's Candy have a giant, uh, you know, where was all this data coming from with all this flight stuff, and why, why would there be missile command systems on a Whitman server? Let me look into this. When they find a stream of a lunatic covered in C's temporary, C's temporary tattoos, excuse me, but remember this face. And remember this mop, the patentina, this mop. If you have HD resolution and hopefully like some sort of satellite uplink, you'll know that this is an individual patentina that can't be duplicated. Or can, well, probably could be. Well, so take a good, get some good pictures of me so I can stay safe if I'm, as long as I'm in the public eye. Uh, I don't want to go by the nickname Candyman. Or the Candy Warrior, but folks, uh, I, I know that I've discovered something. Deep in the earth under this town is a, a subterranean place, and there's a, some sort of gatekeeper down there. Two gatekeepers, one or maybe three, a fake one, and then way further down or something, a lot more. And I, I don't know, uh, you know but, but this staff... Holds the key to get by all those gatekeepers. Probably, you know, with my wits and this staff, I could get down there. And these corporators, they said, with C's and Whitman, they figured out what's down below, past the gates that are kept, is uh, some sort of Wonka-like land. I don't know if there's Oompa Loompas, because that's another person's story. Probably not Willy Wonka. Level, but I'm gonna go down there and check for sure to double check that, or maybe I'll never go down there and keep it safe forever from the, the steps of man. I gotta check with this guy, make sure he hasn't been down there. But I'm gonna hold this staff safe because it holds the key to that land. And they say, Well, geez, if we could get a hold of that, there's probably, probably some sort of subterranean candy storage. We're saying, I said, I don't, I don't know. There's some sort of candy magic down there, folks. Maybe magic candy makers that they would take to cut their costs, or maybe some sort of super ingredient. Maybe cocoa, you know, something cocoa based. But that is based on the earth, so probably not that. And people say, well, maybe rock candy deposit. I said, well, no, no, that's you know, sugar and water. But something's down there, folks, something that both these companies want. And they won't, I'll tell you what, right now, sees Whitman, you'll never get down there. Not as long as I hold this. And then, uh, what's his name, it ran up and, and ripped the staff out of my hand. And I said, I was about to say, as long as I hold this staff. But he was trying to get back to the van, grabbed him by his belt. And I pulled him back, I plucked the thing out, and I said, no, no, no because he was still in a lot of pain from when I hit him in the groin. And I said, for the rest of my life, I'll be the holder of an old man's candy staff. And I said, hackers, I hope you got that, because that you could milk for, you know, many laughs. That I got in his basement, you know, when I got a hold of it and I held it in my hand, I knew it contained something, that, that, that something powerful, something mysterious, and something I needed to keep a hold of. And then people started snickering. I was like, I'm doing this on purpose to keep the feeds going through this speech. And I said, I doubt there'll be any fallout because this will always be, you know, something that was leaked. And I'll say, well, this is some sort of viral uh, strangeness. 
Whitman Sampler, you know, corporation is not, you know, it's owned by the uh, holding corporation of the Whitmans. And it was Walt Whitman's last wish that uh, drugstores be filled with, uh, see, that has nothing to do with Walt Whitman, my speech. And, And I said, I don't know why I'm interrupting my own speech, but I'm telling you, that's a kind of candy uh, mythology, they, they, they get you guys all mixed up between right and wrong. So that's it. You take your candy armies and go back, you know, where you came from. File your insurance claims for your trucks and your, you know, uh, cocoa liquor factory. And then all the claims you'll have to pay out for people that had to go to the emergency rescue center. Hopefully no lives were lost. And I said, well, probably some that went down, that fell down. Anyway, not important. Probably with the can- they were rescued by candy magic people. And uh, so that's it. The day is saved. Uh, Internet knows that now. Soldiers, you can return to uh, whatever the highest soldiers of fortune. You know, clearly you guys return to that highest. But if you ever want to fight for a man that fights for candy... Uh, you know, old man's candy. Well, he said, he said, well, come to my basement and get some candy. If that's the kind of person you want to fight for, why don't you come with me right now? If, you know, no one came. And one guy, he took one step and then he got shamed by his buddy. I said, oh. I said, well, if you want to come later, you could get a hold of me. I'll be the man with the can. You know, the staff that I'll be the man that defends the candy. Uh, keeps his staff at his side, and uh, you know I probably have a camera on me at all times. So say, oh, this stole your, uh, you know, I'm probably gonna de- deconstruct the staff, and and, and but I, I'm the defender of the candy. I'm gonna take the staff's knowledge and destroy it. Is what I'm gonna do, internalize it, and I'll be the keeper of the candy knowledge. None of you will get down there because obviously, uh. Uh, I, I said, you know, or we'll just leak this video. How about that, guys? How about that? We have this video, right? Everybody on the Internet can be trusted. That's streaming, that's for downloading, and we're not going to leak this. Seize Whitman unless you try. Unless someone sees me without my candy, you know, without my mop handle. And I say, hey, candy alert. Across the land will be my candy people, the candy, candy, candy justice. See, candy justice league, CJL, candy justice. I'll come up with a title someday, but for now, uh, you know, we'll keep this a secret. If you agree to sort out your disagreements in the the capitalist marketplace that's subsidized by. Uh, socialist, you know, your social cat, whatever we call the, the process by which you guys control the candy. Okay? So let's just call it truce for now. Bring it. That's what I say to you one day. Once I figure out and internalize these tricks and, you know, reinforce the candy defenses. Uh, so that's it. All right, return to your candy, candy corners. You're out, and then the the truck started back up, and I went back to the church, and I I got a little applause from Larry and Pop, and then we Larry went back to his tea party, and uh, he said, "I'll fight in your candy army," and I said, "Great, Larry, you're great." That's not sarc well, it's not total sarcasm. Glad to have you along. And then Bob and I went back to his shop, and I said, I'd like to purchase some normal friggin' candy that's not, that's, you know, made by Mars Corporation or M&M or Hershey's or something. And then he said, it's out of the house. And they said, oh, no, I pay for my candy. You know, I don't take, you know, free candy. And he said, maybe you should go lie down in my basement and take a nap. And it says, as long as you stay up here. And he said, yeah, I will. And I went and took a bit of nap in the basement. And that was it. I mean, that was a strange uh, strange couple nights or day I spent in anywhere USA. On a candy quest. And forever I'll be the keeper of the candy mop. Uh, so who knows what happened one day. 
they could they could try to take it from me and uh you know but but, but for now I, I internalized all those secrets of it but symbolically when i feel the need to uh when i hear a drone drone on i i hold the candy shaft and i say to them you know you know i hold the secrets to the subterranean candy world it's unsafe for any man to venture there, even I. Unless the time a danger comes that can only be cured through candy magic. And uh, I don't know who I made that speech to. Maybe that was in my... In a, but yeah, so that's the uh, tale of candy. Yeah, a little bit about the candy war, great candy war. But uh, not known secret secret candy war secret candy skirmish, so a little misleading. Uh, but but according to you know, Pop filled me in on all the backstory of the great candy wars. So that's another stuff I can always go. You know, if they say, "Well, geez, what story am I going to tell?" But that'll be a while because I need a break from candy. <laughs>